The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Once Jesus was asked by the Pharisees when the kingdom of God was coming, and he answered, The kingdom of God is not coming with things that can be observed, nor will they say, Look, here he is, or there it is. For in fact, the kingdom of God is among you. Then Jesus said to the disciples, The days are coming when you will long to see one of the days of the Son of Man, and you will not see it. They will say to you, Look there and look here. Do not go, do not set off in pursuit. For as the lightning flashes and lights up the sky from one side to the other, so will the Son of Man be in his day. But first he must endure much suffering and be rejected by this generation. The Gospel of the Lord. There is quite an irony in today's Gospel because the Pharisees are standing in the presence of Jesus asking, when is the kingdom coming? Of course, Christ is the kingdom. He's standing right in front of them, but they don't perceive it. And yet then Jesus says, you will long for the days to see the Son of Man. So he's now talking in the future that there will be a second coming. Now, how is this related, this presence, yet something in the future? What's the relation between the near and not yet? Well, the church fathers looked at this passage and they said, when Jesus teaches that the kingdom of God is among you, what he's really saying is that the kingdom of God lives in us. And that's true because of our baptism. The Holy Spirit comes to dwell within our soul. The whole Trinity actually is present in a baptized person. So in that sense, the kingdom of God is here. But now we're called to grow with that presence so that the fullness of God permeates everything about our lives. So that when the second coming of Christ appears, that gap between the presence in our soul and the presence at the second coming will be much reduced. When that happens, when the presence of God is so inflamed in our hearts through our prayers and sacraments, scripture reading and charity, it makes an effect in our lives, truly for the sake of other people. And that's really what we see in the first reading from Philemon. Onesimus was a runaway slave, and somehow he ended up in prison with St. Paul. And there Paul converted him. Onesimus was released, and Paul said to him, go back to your owner. In fact, I'm going to write a letter on your behalf to your owner, Philemon, and Philemon owes me because I converted him. So receive, this is what he's telling his friend Philemon, receive Onesimus back, not as a slave, but as a fellow worker because the kingdom of God is present within him, and I need him for the work of the apostolate, and so do you. So there's an act of charity on the part of St. Paul. He's urging his good friend Philemon to release Onesimus from his bonds of slavery, to receive him as a brother in Christ. Those are the acts of charity that we're called to have when we look at others and always see in them Christ. Today we celebrate 
the memorial of St. Leo the Great. Here's another character in the early church he lived in the fifth century. His whole life was permeated by the love of God, the presence of Christ in his soul. As a deacon, he worked to bring peace to warring Roman factions. He's well known for his peacekeeping efforts and especially for his encounter with Attila the Hun, persuading Attila not to plunder Rome. He was Pope from 440 AD to his death, 461, so long time, 21 years. And he was a strong opponent of heresies. He knew the faith, but he also knew the danger of false teaching, and he labored in that field. He's the first Pope whose sermons and letters have been preserved for us to read. So as we continue to ponder the presence of Christ in us, let us be like that seed that's sown, smallest of seeds, yet grows to become a tree which offers shelter to others. That's the presence of God in our life in baptism. It starts small, we're called to make it grow and grow with us in a life of great charity.